Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast, and we are excited to have a special guest with us this week. But before we introduce her, let me say hello to my uh, co-host, Mark and Don. Gentlemen, how's it going? Doing well, Aaron. How are you? I'm great. Don, are you feeling better? I heard a rumor uh, that you were under the weather earlier today. I'm feeling more like sitting up and talking now. That's an improvement. It is. That's good. My son's had a fever for the last two days. He's better now, but this morning about 4.30, he came in. Dad, I still don't feel good. I said, Nathaniel, it's 4.30. Go back to bed. Okay. <laughs> he went back and got in bed. Six o'clock, he came back in. Dad, there's a new stuffed animal in my bed. I said, where do you think that came from? Probably you. I said, you're correct. Go get back in bed. Okay. <laughs> he went back and got in bed. <laughs> so that was that was our morning this morning. Uh, but he, is, he we had a little scare, though, because some... I have this thing with cameras. Until I got a cell phone with a camera, every camera I ever had, I dropped and broke or somehow it just quit working. My wife has the same problem, but with thermometers. Now that they don't sell the mercury thermometers anymore, you know, you have to buy the digital ones. She'll get it. We'll use it like for one sickness and it'll never work again. So we've got one that we've been trying to nurse along and we've been basically using a, um, a, a normal test group. So take my temperature under my arm. It's 96. Take Nathaniel's. His is 100, uh, 99. Okay, he's three degrees higher than me. He's probably got 101 temperature, right? Makes sense. You hope it's right. So last night, um, not oh, it was, when was this? What's today? Today is Tuesday already. So Sunday night, whenever he started acting really sick, and, get, and it was obvious he was very hot, Cheryl took her temperature, 96, took Nathaniel's, 101. So that would mean his using the same ratio, his temperature would have been like 103 and a half. So I'm like, well, that, that's not too good. So she ran down to the store and bought a thermometer, and it was actually 101. But uh, so yeah, I don't know what it is. Hopefully, this will last more than one illness. Um, but that's <laughs> that's kind of been our our our, uh, our our track record with those. Those are the things we st- stock up on those for that very reason. They either get lost or get broken. So we find them on sale. And mm-hmm. just stock up on like forehead temperature. I tried to get her to get one of the ones like the air conditioner guys use that they shoot at the vents. The infrared, yeah. yeah. Just we need one of those. The room. Then we can just leave them on the couch and just shoot from across <laughs> the room. She's like, you have to you're, be pretty accurate with those. But I you don't have to be worried about him being contagious or anything. You get exactly. like six foot radius. Keep, on those keep a buffer. You could actually check his temperature from your room. Okay. <laughs> That's right. We could. Yeah, we had a similar problem with uh, thermometers. Whenever I got sick last night, I started getting body chills and aches and stuff. And um, I looked at my wife and I know we have like eight thermometers in this house because that's one of the things you get for baby. Uh-huh. But I looked at my wife and said, "Have do we have any thermometers that have not been in the baby's butt? And she said, no. <laughs> so, so she fell on my forehead and said, you have a fever. Go to bed. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, we have with us, like I mentioned before, we have a special guest. And, and our guest today is Lori Gibbs. Say hi, Lori. Hi, everybody. And uh, you Lori, totally missed that cue. You're supposed to say hi, Lori. I was, I was going to, but it felt hacky to me. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's that's, that's a we show. Do. Welcome to yeah, our yeah. show. Yeah, you have to bring your own chips to the cheese. Um, <laughs> so, Lori, uh, is, I've met through some mutual friends and just kind of uh, saw that she was on a, a you know a similar journey that I've been on, and so uh, she she was gracious enough to come join us. So, as I attempt to not do every time we have a guest and tell their story for them. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now and say, Lori, tell us a little bit about yourself, regardless of the weight loss, uh, who you are, and and tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, I'm Lori Gibbs, and I'm currently a comedian. 
uh, based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I'm old. And uh, I decided when I was 40 that I was going to try to do what I wanted to do because it scared me for 20 years, and that was stand-up comedy. So I tried it, and I knew right away that that was what I was supposed to be doing. So I've been doing that for seven years now, and uh, I love it. Um, other than work, I also uh, I write a little bit for Canadian Scrapbooker Magazine. I'm wow. crafty. Yeah. And uh, I also uh, participate in a radio morning show fairly often. And uh, at home, I have a lovely husband and two boys that are 17 and 14. And like you, have been fat all my life, except for about 10 minutes when I got married. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I had this period for about six months when I was in college when I was broke. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't have any money to eat, and I lived off like a bag of Cheetos a day and a diet Pepsi. And I got I lost some weight then. Uh, yeah. wasn't the healthiest, but it came right back as soon as I had money. Yeah, when I moved away from home from uh, Vancouver to Calgary, I didn't have any money, so I drank a lot of tea and ate a lot of rice, oh. and I lost some weight then. Works for about a billion Asian people every year. Yeah, right, and it's cheap. It is. Yeah, uh, one of our previous guests who who's who's doing the paleo diet. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's the you know the caveman diet where you eat mostly fruits, grains, and 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 meat. He put on. He's a college student. He put on my um, on Facebook. He put uh, uh, my my study my finals cramming diet, and it was a bag of rice, two cans of black beans, and uh, some cre uh, creatinine <laughs> creatine powder. And I was like, I don't think that's a paleo. Um, <laughs> Josh and he replied immediately, "No, but it's cheap." <laughs> so yes. That was the entire reason that he bought a bag of rice, two cans of beans. Yeah, well, sometimes cheap's what you're probably, what you have to do. That's what's guiding your life at the time. That's true. So, uh, you so you you found yourself now doing the thing that you love. Yeah. You know, for your at, at I'm, I'm not going to do the math. You started when you were 40, and it's been seven years. Uh, we have a smart audience; they can do the math. But uh, and I'm betting. I'm just thinking that traveling and standing up on your feet for hours at airports and on the stage and things like that, is that one of the things that maybe prompted you to start trying to be healthier or what, what was that motivation? Tell us, start there. What, what motivated you to start making some changes? Um, well, I was kind of at a point to get really serious, really fast. Uh, I was at a point where I kind of didn't care anymore and I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to be fat. And I'm going to try to convince myself that I'm okay with it. Right. And I'm a pretty good actress, but I knew deep down, it, the first thing I thought every morning when I woke up was, oh, God, I'm so fat. That was the first thought in my head. And I wasn't comfortable, and I sweat really easily, whether I'm big or not. So, right. Uh, and when you're on stage, the lights are already hot and you've already got so much adrenaline coursing through you that mm -hmm. my hair would just be like wet underneath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I think now that I've taken a chunk off, I think I was kind of ashamed to be uh, just to be out, which is a funny thing for a comedian to say, because you stand there and obviously everyone's looking at you. But then I would just go shopping to the grocery store or the Walmart 
And when I would have to do the transaction at the end, I would often start panicking and getting sweaty. And it doesn't really happen anymore. And I think I was kind of like giving myself a message like, you're so gross. You don't deserve to be out here. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Everyone's right. looking at you. And, and that was manifesting in me getting really panicky. So, um, so the big thing that I added with a weight loss effort, which I hadn't really done for 15 years, um, is I added psychology to the mix because I knew that that had, you know, I thought anybody can teach you how to measure your food and weigh it and exercise, but you're kind of treating the symptom then mm -hmm. instead of the cause. And I wanted to dig down and, and get to that. And then the rest seemed to come a lot easier that way. Right. Yeah. I think there, whether you go to a therapist or psychologist or counselor or your pastor or your best friend and get some feedback or whatever, I think there is definitely I tell people all the time that losing weight is simple. It may not be easy, but it's simple. And like you said, anybody can figure out if I eat a little less and exercise a little more, I'm probably going to lose a few pounds. But, sure. but if it if it was that simple, everybody would do it. Yeah, and there'd so, be no weight problem. Yeah, so I think the uh, I think that root cause, um, that root cause approach is is a good approach. Uh, it's certainly been working well for me because I. I I was really good at eating at night. That was my specialty. <laughs> yeah. As soon as everybody else went to bed, it was, it was time to eat. And right. I ate and, until pretty much I went to bed. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like, uh, junky. It was just too much regular food. Um, so, uh, sorry, I could hear my echo when I got distracted for a second. No problem. Um, but once I got to the psychology of it, instead of having that panicky need, um, obsessive feeling at night, like, oh, I want some food, I want some food, that kind of went away. Now, you say, I don't, obviously, uh, you're free to share as much or little as you want. When you say you, you, the psychology of it, did you, um, did you read some books on your own? Did you talk to somebody? What approach did you take that seemed to work for you? Oh, far too lazy to read a book. Uh, <laughs> I went straight. Well, I already had a psychologist who I'd who I'd talked to uh, postpartum years ago, uh -huh. and uh, and I'd go see her just every now and then for a little psychology top up, as I'd call it, or if I came across a situation I was stuck on. So she had a partner who also did hypnosis and dealt with addictions, and right. I think it's super important to recognize this as an addiction, uh -huh. um, which some people still don't. They're just like, just don't put so much food in your face. Oh, okay. It's that easy. Uh, Thanks. I didn't realize. <laughs> put down the fork, oh, right? Where were you the whole, my entire life? Uh, so uh, I went straight to the counselor and we, we did do hypnosis a few times, which I wasn't familiar with at all, but it was pretty effective actually. So do you find now, uh, well, let's, let's, without going too far, tell us kind of where you are um, in the journey. I know you've lost, uh, like you said, a pretty good chunk. Uh, yeah, you, pretty good chunk. Um, I'm not really, I, I'm not comfortable in myself saying the numbers out loud yet. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
I know I will be, but right now it makes me go, oh. Uh, so what <laughs> I always say is I want to lose 150 altogether. Right. And I have now lost, well, tomorrow's weigh in. I'm going to guess 42. That's awesome. Well, that, I mean, uh, and I don't think people need to know the, the starting number and final number as much as knowing that you've 42 pounds on anybody. Uh, even a big, big, big person, 42 pounds is a big amount of money. Uh, I mean, if you weighed 800 pounds, which I know you don't weigh anywhere near that, 42 <laughs> pounds is still 42 pounds. That's a lot. I mean, so uh, well, 42 pounds yeah, is awesome. I, I appreciate you saying that because uh, it's funny. We're, we're, we're always hardest on ourselves. And uh, I like to make sure that instead of focusing on the big, huge number that I still have to go, that mm -hmm. I go, oh, 40. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's I know. Awesome. I like. Well, I, I told you too. I, I, I didn't lose 150 pounds. I lost one pound 150 times. Because when I, I started, I was I was like, when I when I realized I've got to do something, <laughs> you know what I mean? When I when I when I suddenly had that realization, I'm I was 41. I I, I can't keep up with my four year old son at all. I can't even begin to, to run around in the yard with him. I've got I've now been pretty much diagnosed as diabetic. I've got high blood pressure. My, you know, I'm just. I'm falling apart. I'm over 40, you know, that, that whole thing. And I've got to do something. And then to think I need to lose probably 150, 175 pounds. How can I, that insurmountable amount. And then I just decided literally, that's why this is called one meal, one workout. Um, I, the approach I took was I'm going to approach it one meal at a time and try to eat as best I can at that meal and getting to the next little workout that I'm going to do. And even down to that point of, I'm just going to take it one pound at a time, lose one pound at a time over and over and over and over. So I always tell people I didn't put a, I didn't suddenly become a perfect eater and a perfect exerciser. I just put a string of better days together, you know, that's, a string of better sounds, days. That sounds so healthy, like in every way, you know, physically and mentally. And that's the only way I was able to do it because otherwise it was, it was just too big, you know, to think. I, I mean, just to think I needed to lose all, you know, half of my body weight. I needed to almost lose half of myself. And, well, and to add to that, there's the, the psychology of uh, I'm changing everything about my life. Now the old is gone and it's all new. It's, it's a lot easier to just think about, well, I'm going to, I'm going to eat a better meal. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, it it's takes an attainable away the, goal. Right. Yeah. And it takes away the, um, the, I have to do this forever. You know, I can never eat a bowl of ice cream again. You know, that kind of craziness that you just can't do and you can't sustain. So, yeah. well, that's awesome. 40, uh, 42 pounds as of tomorrow is fantastic. And, and and what I'd like to see maybe in another six months or a year when you feel like you're getting closer to your goal, come back and tell us about what got you from today to that next three months, six months, oh. nine months, however it is. Because it changes as you go. You know, my motivations have shifted a little bit as I've gotten healthier and, and I've you know, it does. And, and I know it will for you. It probably has a little bit already. So Don, did you yeah, have a question? Yeah, it has. And it's interesting when you said about, you know, you were, all these health problems started showing up. You know, I kind of wished that that had happened to me because I kept ballooning up and getting bigger. And I was like, okay, this, this time, this annual physical, she's going to find something serious, right? Okay. It's going to be <laughs> diabetes. I got to have some knee pain, some joint pain. Give me diabetes. Come, Come on. on, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> something's got to motivate me like I just need to be really right. scared and then she's like no your blood pressure's textbook and you're fine and I'm like no how can I be fine <laughs> so you're that mythical healthy fat person they do right. exist you know? <laughs> yes yeah. well Mark you, you're very similar to you you're, you know your blood pressure and you know blood sugar and things like that have remained pretty reasonable right. over the years and mine did until I was it, for some reason it was like when I hit 40 
Everybody always talks about that. It's a cliche. Maybe it isn't a cliche. Maybe it's a cliche because it really happens. Uh, I It just like within a year or so, I really felt it more in physically, like 38, 39. And then that's when my, my blood pressure started creeping up. And it had always been a little high, you know, 135-ish. And it was like 145-ish, 150 a couple of times. And so, yeah. It, I don't know what that was, but well, that's funny. I, it's funny that you were looking for that motivation. And, and to be honest with you, that was part of, of mine. You know, and I, I mentioned my son and, um, and I mentioned my, uh, you know, my health. And then the third one was, and, and I don't, you probably haven't heard this, and some of, our, some of our listeners have heard it because I've mentioned it so many times before. The other one was I lost my sister to lung cancer. You know, and she was doing everything she could to be healthy. And here I was just basically eating myself into the grave. And that really, that just like, sat in the back of my mind for six months. Talk about psychological motivation. Just yeah. feeling like I was being such a bad steward of the health that I'd been given. And so yeah. that was kind of my, my third motivating factor for me. But tell me, um, so what actual concrete changes did you make other than just working on the psychological addiction part of it? Once you, once you started addressing that, what did you actually do now that you were getting free from that part of it? Um, well, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I didn't go into it with a plan ready or anything like that. Um, I just knew the very basics that I had to eat less and move more. And the second day, I started on August the 1st <laughs> because, do you have kids listening? <laughs> um, maybe. We might have, I, I think we've got some teenagers in the, in the listen to the live stream. <laughs> I'll put I'll put it in a in a gentle way. Uh, August first was the anniversary of me losing something very special. Right. Okay. Your favorite hat. Years ago. <laughs> so so I decided why not? That seems like a good day. We'll lose right. Lori on that day too, um, as we did That's so many funny. years ago. Uh, so the second day that I was doing this, somebody told me about the uh, My Fitness Pal. Uh huh. So I downloaded my fitness pal and went to the website and made a profile and I uh, put in, Hey, this is how much I weigh. I want to lose two pounds a week. And they said, okay, you need 1800 calories a day. I said, okay, fine. That's what I'll do. And I figure, you know what? My phone's with me all the time. Right. So that's handy. So I would, uh, I'd log was that it a all T-Mobile phone? Was that a, was that was a T-Mobile phone? T-Mobile? Is that who that was? You hold it up there a little longer than they have to pay us money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the the I don't know if you watch Shark Tank. Not to interrupt your story, but Shark Tank uh, is the you know the show where they come on, they pitch in, you know inventions and ideas, and the investors invest in them. Yes. T Mobile, I think, is a, is a sponsor this year because yes. they're like somebody Let me always take a makes a picture of you with my T Mobile phone. You know, <laughs> come on. That's so actually my, my fitness pal. It's Lori T Mobile Gibbs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Right. Uh, so my so fitness pal, yeah. So and I use Lose It. Mark, you use. Uh, it's called captain? Fat Secret, or excuse me, Calorie Counter. Fat Secret is the company. Calorie okay. Counter, and I use I lose it, and 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 uh, my Fitness Pal. I have several friends that use my Fitness Pal. Yeah, I think my wife is fond of that one. Oh, yeah. uh, Barb uses my Fitness yeah. Pal. Cool. So you started tracking your calories in that, and you had it with your phone with you. And go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I sidetracked the whole conversation with Shark Tank, but no problem. Karen does that. That's what we do. Tangents. I do. Um, yep. So I'm I did that for a few months, and then how did it change? Uh, oh, I, I start, oh, I read a book. I remember I read a book, uh, by Gary Taubes, uh, why we get fat. And it was talking, I see Mark nodding and he also wrote good calories, bad calories. Yeah. I don't actually have a lot of good to say about those books, but I'll be interested to hear what you have to say. Well, <laughs> you know what? 
the why we get fat i got it on audiobook and it took hours to get through and really i just maybe i'm just into instant gratification but i really just wanted him to go okay sugar's evil the end okay <laughs> the world's shortest audiobook right and I, did, and I did learn like stuff that i didn't know like i didn't know that um you know when you eat sugar that your fat cells get fatter and um and you you know you get your sugar spikes and then you crash and then you need want to eat again so uh i started to get rid of sugar um not natural because i don't i have no problem with fruit and stuff like that and then i kind of thought well i also know that white processed flour is pretty bad so right. And that kind of broke my heart a bit because I could live in a loaf of bread, man. I know, I know. I'm right there with you. All three of us are like, yeah. Yeah. Just give me some warm sourdough and I'll cozy up to that. Um, but I started to kind of avoid that too. And then I got turned on to eating low glycemic foods. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I stopped counting calories. This is probably only started about three weeks ago. I switched from counting calories to eating low GI and uh watching sugar and flour and so, i mean it sounds you're that's very similar to the paleo in itself they have very similar qualities because fruits and vegetables typically have a lower glycemic index with, with a few exceptions and then and mm -hmm. of course meats do and if you eat natural which that is a big you know paleo is all about the natural then you don't have the processed sugar either you know i yeah. i was i joked whenever i because one of the things I meant uh, did was came with the kind of a few guidelines. I said, you know, no more seconds. That made it kind of a simple rule. I quit drinking my calories. That was kind of a simple rule. And the other one was, I, I said I, I was a food racist because I didn't eat white rice, white bread, <laughs> or white pasta. You know, uh, kind of making a joke. But that's what I did. Same thing you did. I tried to stay away from those really, really high glycemic index processed uh, starches that just spike your blood sugar and then you crash and spike your blood sugar and then they crash. So. Yeah. And, and you know, I didn't realize, uh, see, I never really believe anything until I do it and I feel the results myself. Uh, but like about, it took me about a week to get off sugar and I felt kind of weird because I know people have sugar withdrawals. I felt weird. I really wanted sugar more. Right. But then once I got over that hump, it was surprisingly easy. Like, I kind of almost feel like I'm jinxing myself saying that, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't crave the sugar now that it's kind of out of my diet. Right. And uh, that's great. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm not a militant about things because if I'm a militant, then I got to be one for the rest of my life because this is my thing. Mm -hmm. And the rest of my life doesn't mean I can't have a tuna wrap for heaven's sakes. You know, if that's my <laughs> big treat. Right. I think we're okay. That's awesome. Well, did you, uh, you said before, it was funny because so many things that you're saying are things that we are, we don't, you know, technically endorse a particular diet or diet plan. Paleo is about the closest we've come to endorsing anything on the show just because it's, it's na fairly natural and pretty simple. And, um, yeah. but, uh, one thing we, we say a lot is eat less, exercise more. And you said eat less, eat less, move more. It's very, you know, very similar. So did you add the moving part too? Or did you just try to be a little more active in general? Did you come up with any kind of little exercise program? What did you do? No, this is that is not my area of strength, I must say. And I've always heard that when men want to lose weight, they tend to go to the exercise, and the women tend to go to the changing food. Right. Um, generalizations. But That's probably true. Certainly fits in this scenario. Uh, 
here's what I do. Here's what I noticed. The other thing I was going to say about sugar is once I started eliminating that and eating low GI and having the energy be like this instead mm-hmm. of like this, I used to be a champion napper. Like I live <laughs> for a good nap, right? That's awesome. And I'm telling you, even if I have a gig one night, like I've driven six hours to get to some small town. I know that I've got a show in three hours and I'm going to be up late Perfect time for a nap, right? So I lay down, my body wakes up after 40 minutes and goes, what are you doing? You don't need this anymore. Right. So that in turn has probably led to more movement because I'm not asleep. That's often, that's funny. <laughs> Unless you're but, a very restless sleeper, then it could yeah, actually yeah. be a net decrease in calorie burn. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I, would, I would like to wish myself to be a restless sleeper. That's funny. Uh, well, one, one thing I want to jump but, in real quick in case we have a you know people that are listening that maybe are just starting to educate themselves. And, and Laurie mentioned glycemic index and, and GI. What she's talking about, in case you, if you're not familiar with it, is how fast pretty much the, all your food you eat converts to sugar. At some some form or fashion, that's what your body burns for fuel. If it's when the food comes in, now your body can also burn the fat that you've stored. And it can burn fat. But anyway, the glycemic index is the is a is a number that tells how fast that food will turn to sugar. So if you got a food that's a high glycemic index, what happens is you eat it, it all turns to sugar instantly, <laughs> dumps into your bloodstream. Your blood sugar goes really high. Your body dumps a bunch of insulin out, insulin out to control it and bring your blood sugar back down. And then you crash back down. And so what happens is you get a big burst of energy and then you crash. Typically, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating uh, a little bit and speaking kind of generalities, but that's really what happens. Low glycemic foods tend to sl- more slowly be converted to sugar and so give you energy over a longer period of time, create less of an insulin dump and less of a kind of a boomerang uh, kickback, rebound. That's what we're looking for, rebound action. So when Lori's saying she's laying off the high glycemic index food, she's laying off those foods that will make you spike your blood sugar, and then your body react to that and then kill your blood sugar. Yeah, and it's kind of a wild concept to me to not be counting calories. And believe me, I'm not saying, oh, I've found the way because I'm old and I'm too wise to think that way. But (laughs) it's, it's like I'm making a stew of what works for me, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of this. And that's my thing, right? Um, And eating, but eating low GI, and they say, you know, eat as much as you want of low glycemic foods Mm -hmm. and don't count calories. And my brain went, what? That's that's impossible. But that, what? There's no math. I don't, I can't. Uh, But of course, you have to incorporate the words within reason, uh, (laughs) which are very key words when it comes to food. (laughs) I want to direct you, Lori, and our listeners to a, a friend of the show, uh, cavemomchronicles.com is Elizabeth Connect. She's a, a paleo aficionado, and but she has lots of great recipes on there. I don't know how much at home cooking you doing you do, but it's lots of paleo recipes and lots of all kinds of stuff like desserts and casseroles and all kinds of stuff. So it's cavemomchronicles.com, and uh, she's a she's a nice lady and um, has a lot of uh, good food and. Um, uh, I think you might find some some things in there that'll be low glycemic index that you might enjoy. So, cool. um, Mark, you, you had a question. You want to circle back around on something? Well, you we we sort of uh, glossed over the fact that you said you uh, tried hypnosis therapy and that it was effective. 
uh, we, we've talked about liposuction. We've talked about GHC. That one, that what what that uh, one is. And that was uh, what HG. Is what is that? Whatever HGC. that is. HTC. We've talked about all sorts of things. Nobody on this show in the over a year that we've been doing it has mentioned hypnosis. Uh, tell tell us about that. What's uh what's that process like? Uh, you said you saw results. What results did you see? Did you go see somebody with a fancy watch, right? That's, yeah. Did oh you get God, up on so stage funny. and cluck like a chicken? Uh, and and that was a good exercise program. I still do from time to time. Um, what happens to you if I say teenic? <laughs> Awesome. That was great. I'm going to count to three and snap my fingers. Have we done all the throat shit? Uh, there's got to be more cliches. Let's keep digging. Don, are right. you picking right. your nose? Go ahead, Lori. Right on. Um, okay. So that's funny because when, when the psychologist asked me what I knew about hypnosis, I said, uh, duh, you take out your pocket watch and you swing it in front of my face and my eyelids get heavier, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then she looked at me patiently. And, uh, and said that's the 75th time I've heard that this week. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of hacky, right? Uh, so the first one we did really surprised me because now I'm a good candidate for hypnosis because I don't I don't have a lot of inhibitions. I'm a comedian, right? Uh, right. So I'm not all worked up and, and tight aid about uh, uh, doing things that might make me look like a fool because that's my job. So uh, I was very relaxed. Oh, walls there. <laughs> yeah, there, there are no walls. There should be some walls, and there's not enough. But she, the first uh, session of hypnosis, which was about 20 minutes, is we created, for lack of a better term, uh, my happy place. So this is a place that I can go in my mind. And she went through all the five senses. You know, what do you smell when you're here? What do you see? And I, I'm on a beach. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a water sign. So I'm all over the beach, loving that. And uh, she just got me to invent that place and experience it and be in it. And then at the end, she said she's going to count back from 10 and I was going to come back. And when I did... <laughs> I didn't want to come back, first of all, because I had created a kick-ass place. It was awesome. <laughs> and I opened my eyes and I started crying, like crying where you can't speak because you're crying too hard. Right. And, I, and I was laughing. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. And she just said, you know, sometimes that happens. And I guess maybe it opened a door or something. And it hasn't happened since then, just that first time. I thought and you were crying because you were so sad that you had to leave the beach. <laughs> I <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the water. Uh, but then other times there's been like specific issues that have been bugging me. And she'll actually go to a book that she might have, and it's got the words for her that she'll say while she's taken me to that place. You know what I mean? And you kind of hear them and you kind of don't. And I think that's the point of it. You're in such a state that you don't have to have, uh, you know, be cognizant of every word right. that it, it's getting in anyway. Uh, so it really, it's helped with anxiety a lot. And, um, and liking myself, which is, what I think, honestly, is the root of all things psychological. It always seems to come back to self-love and self-care. Yeah. It just uh, 
for I've mentioned it, I think, on the show a few times before. The only thing in this world I'm actually uh, educated to do is uh, be a, a counselor. I have a degree in psychology, and, and uh, hypnotism is something that I've, I've learned a good deal about. And uh, many people, everybody, uh, is mis- uh, misunderstands what hypnotism is. It is, at its core, simply relaxation. Um, yeah. And that, that crying that you experience is because it's probably the first time since you were a baby you were that relaxed. And you yeah. had that moment of like, wow, I, had, I didn't know. And, Maybe. Uh, and That's so, yeah, so the, what, your, what your therapist does is takes you to a place where you're relaxed, and it's, it's you doing it. It's not, the, it's not them. And, yeah. in that I mean, place, not and in that place, you're not fighting the, uh, the idea of, hey, I need to do X, you know. And uh, so it's really what it's all about. It's just it's a, it's a, a heightened state of relaxation and nothing more. Yeah. yeah, the way that she made an example to me before we started was she said, have you ever been driving somewhere, you know, that you drive every day to the school or the supermarket and you get there and you're like, I don't remember driving here at all. She said, it's kind of like that. It's a state of relaxation where you almost don't even realize what's going on around you. Right. That's my life day to day. That's what that's I, my life. I get here. <clears throat> Yeah, most well, people, uh, that's their first and, and only experience with hypnoti- hypnotism is the road hypnosis. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to totally derail things, but no, that was good. that's interesting. And, and uh, you know, we, we haven't talked about that. That's good. That was good. I'm glad you circled us back around on that because I know, I know lots of people have a lot of questions about that. My father-in-law uh, years ago did hypnosis for smoking, and he said it, it really helped him. I think it's the same kind of thing. You know, it put him in a state of... Uh, kind of let him just wrap his mind around it for lack of a better word of the need to quit and it gave him that little extra edge that he needed because he quit a few times before i think um, but that was what he really needed no aaron you only quit once that's true that's right. every it's, other it's time pause. is a pause yeah <laughs> well laura do you have anything else in, on your mind or that you came in wanting to share or you can that you can think of or don or mark have any more questions <laughs> i just noticed my husband peeking at me uh <laughs> Are you almost done yet? Why are you talking to three strange men on the computer? He doesn't talk like that. I don't know why I said that. Uh, What else do I have to say? I have a question Um, for you. Because you've been talking to us the whole time. That's why you said it like that. Uh, How are you, Lori? A quick question I I just thought of. Speaking of, you said you had your husband. You had two teenage sons. Yeah. Do you cook a lot? Uh, Have they noticed and or commented about, hey, where's all our bread? You know, those kind of things? Uh, is A little, a little. I don't, I, I'm not the kind of person that says, well, if I can't have bread, you're not having bread. No, there's still a loaf of bread. And I and I actually have bread too. It's just low, low glycemic bread that I keep in the freezer because I don't go through it fast enough. Um, but no, they've noticed, but they're on board because all of us could handle being healthier. Uh, you know, three of us are overweight and then we have this strange, probably adopted son that's really lean and is really good at every sport. I don't know where he came from, frankly. It's an um, anomaly, yeah. But no, they're not opposed to it at all. They, they are fine with eating healthy and they might have more of the bread, potato, rice, whatever, pasta than I would, but they're, they're pretty great. And I still buy them their stuff. You know, we, we've never been big on junk food, but we'll have a few treats here and there. Right. I know what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. The reason, one of the other big strategies for me, 
because I had hit my head against the weight loss wall, as I'm sure you have, and I had lost. I'm sorry to laugh. I thought you were going to tell me that you had hit your head. <laughs> I hit my head one day getting in the car. Sorry. I hit my head. <laughs> that's when I drew the flux capacitor. Hypnosis was hypnosis. going great, but then I just cracked my skull <laughs> open, and now I'm great at weight loss. Oh, all right. So you hit the proverbial uh, wall. I mean, I just thought to myself, if I'm going to lose weight again, I can't try it the same way I tried before because that didn't work. So I'm not going to hit my head on the wall. So I thought, well, what would work for me? And and I thought, well, I'm very self-aware and I'm very aware that I love attention. So uh, my job, right? Uh, I decided I'm going to make this public and I'm going to have my blog. You know, it's on mm -hmm. losinglory.com and I blog every Wednesday without fail and I weigh in and uh, I like to think it's, well, I've been told it's very raw, it's very honest, it's funny and real and some people have said inspiring, which is really nice. Um, <laughs> but that for me, knowing that, you know, a couple hundred people a week are reading that and they're getting their morning coffee on their break and they're like, oh, I'm going to read Lori's blog this morning. That's very motivating to me that I feel like I'm part of a group. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They, <clears throat> excuse me. The community aspect of it is awesome. I, one thing I tell people all the time when they say, well, I'm just trying to, you know, get started here. I'm, I'm like, gather the forces. <laughs> Get get people around you. Make it public. Go on Facebook. Yeah. Invite your family. Make make a family outing of it. Whatever you need to do, just to, for that level of accountability, like you said, and support. Yeah. People are very supportive. It's, it's so it's, oh, it's amazing the things people say. And then when I'll see them in person, uh, I'm a real hugger. Uh, big surprise. And so <laughs> my thing now is that when I hug people, I'm like. Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm so skinny. I didn't mean to hurt you with my bones. And we all laugh because everybody knows it's going on, right? That's funny. And there's no bones yet. I'm hoping for a clavicle right here. But next time. I've heard about those. Under yeah. there somewhere. I remember saying, telling my wife, look, I got my cheekbones back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> when I actually had a cheekbone, it you know, pop in there. It's so cool because I haven't seen what's under this fat for like 15 years. So it's all like a new discovery. Like, oh, look, I might have a waist one day. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's cool. Everything's probably way saggier underneath, but I don't even care. Oh, no, not me either. I'm the same way. Don, did you have a question? You look like you were about to ask a question, or were you just enjoying the conversation? I was enjoying the conversation. I was going to say that I found out I have bony knees. That was actually a disadvantage. I didn't expect that at all. It's <laughs> laying in bed, like, clack, clack, clack. What is this? This is not uh, I have bony not knees. Fun. I didn't realize. Skinny's supposed years. to be fun. When did skinny not be fun? Yeah, I, 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 when I lost a bunch of weight and I went to a, a Braves game, I was like, you know, since the last time I was here, these seats got a lot wider and a lot harder. Right? <laughs> There's so much more room here, but they're not near as padded as they were before. I know. You should have seen me. Uh, I hadn't flown for several months, and then I took a flight last month, and I didn't need the extender. <gasps> that was awesome. That was a really good day. And see, I'd forgotten it too. I think it was like psychological. I forgot. I got my own because years ago, because I was too embarrassed to ask in public. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
I had my own and I realized I didn't bring it. And I was like, okay, I got to steal myself. I got to be ready to ask the flight attendant. I'm just going to be, keep my head up. I'm just going to say this. And then I went to my seat and I clicked it shut and I went, oh my God, I don't have to do anything. So did you raise your hand and say, excuse me, stewardess, I don't need to see the sender. Thank you. <laughs> I just thought you might want to know. <laughs> Please oh, that's awesome. add that in the announcements. I'm telling you that those kind of things like that, that, that they are so self-motivating when you make, when you have that little milestone, you know, and it's not a little milestone. That's a big milestone. When you have those kind of milestones. Yeah. Uh, I, See, I, I always I went the other way around when I was flying, instead of being embarrassed about it, I just like, Hey, I need one of them fat man things. You know, those, those thingies <laughs> that, that for, for fat guys who, who can't get, yeah, I need one of those when you get a chance, just, just throw one of those at me. Well, I had, I had the waitress, the waitress, the stewardess offer me one before oh, now that was a little uh <clears throat> that's a little presumptuous yeah you know she did she finished the and then you click it and you do the thing and you pull the thing down and she was still holding it and i was sitting like in the fourth row and she looked at me and went you know like do you need this extension and i was like yes please <laughs> oh, oh she just didn't get it so well, at least i didn't have to ask you know, yeah. of course, she was standing in front of everybody. But yeah, still. the whole plane saw her give it to you. You didn't have to ask it, it, it all. Everybody had gone back to, like, people were paying attention when right. she was doing it. Anyway, people had continued to ignore her at that point, so it was okay. <laughs> I'll just have one of them fat man bungee cords, please. Yeah. Uh, my girth is too large for your small little puny belt. Uh, and, and as soon as I sit down on a plane, I always tell the people beside me, I apologize in advance. I'm a big guy. This seat ain't. That's just the way it's going to be. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori, I really appreciate you being with us tonight. Um, uh, it, it, I, I just want to make sure you, there's no 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 parting words you'd like to say or anything else you want to, any words of encouragement you want to give our listeners? Well, I have a novel by Maya Angelou here I'd like to read from. No, I don't. <laughs> you know what someone said to me? They said onward and downward. So I'll say that. That's, that's nice. a good one. I haven't heard that one. Onward and downward. That's what we'll name this podcast. Yeah. Onward and thank and you so Lord much did. for having me on. I feel very special. You are special, and I appreciate it. anybody that makes a life change like that and takes—I uh, don't know if the right word is—accountability for themselves. You know, and says, "You know what? I'm going to own this, and I'm going to make a change." I, I think they deserve to have some spotlight and have a chance to tell their story. So I appreciate you being here, um, Don, Mark. You, have, you guys have anything else? I want Lori to come back and do the periodic table with us. I think she'd be awesome. Okay. Be, I don't know. We'll what talk about is, it after we, know what after we get off is. the air here. And I want to do this, whatever it is. All right. Great. All right. As soon as we wrap the show up, we'll, we'll tell you about it. I think you would enjoy it probably. You just um, you just created a verbal contract right there. I will hold you to it. My lawyers <laughs> will be calling your lawyers. Good. That's what I like. All right. Little quick little uh, self plug there. If you if you um, if you if you've been listening, you know that I am in the process. This is week three. One two three. Week three of my sixteen week training program. So that I can run the Georgia Marathon on St. Patrick's Day. Is that what it is? St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. March 17th. Yes. Um, thank you, Mark. And uh, and one of the things I'm attempting to do is raise some money for the American Cancer Society in honor of my sister. So if you'd like to donate, listeners, you can go to onemealoneworkout.com. Over in the top right-hand corner, there's a little thing about sponsor me or it says something along those lines. You'll know what it, what it is when you see it. Click on that. It tells you how to go. I want you to donate directly to the American Cancer Society. I don't get a dime of it. 
And uh, you can even pick your mile that you want to sponsor me for. I'm asking for $100 a mile, but you can get a half a mile or a quarter a mile. But sorry, the point two of the 26.2 is already spoken for. Uh, so you're out of luck on that one. But anyway, that's it. Uh, if you want to go, onemealandworkout.com. If you want to just shoot me an email, Aaron, that's double A-R-O-N at onemealandworkout.com. Elementopi.com is the uh, podcast network that Mark and, and Sean Cabell have created and are slowly taking over the internet world. And as Lori mentioned, losinglori.com is her blog, our weekly blog about her journey. And uh, if you want to leave a message for us, or have a question for us, you can always go to the forums on elementopi.com and put it there as well. And the last thing I always say on every show is not this, but I'm going to say this first. Lori, thanks again for being here. Mark, Don, as always, it's a pleasure. And remember, guys, before starting any kind of a life-changing health, fitness, food, diet program, talk to your health care provider. And see you.